Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into What Makes Me Mad, a podcast where I discuss the things that make me mad. What is going on, everybody? Episode 81 of the What Makes Me Mad podcast. And I always like coming on here because I always have to, like, adjust the audio levels whenever I come on first. So that's, like, the whole first, like, 30 seconds is me, like, messing around with the microphone. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. See, because I could clearly do that. But then I'm like, you want to know what? Nah, I'm just going to go in and I'll adjust on the fly as we go. But that's the kind of podcast I put together, all right? It's on the fly. I don't have a whole team of professionals setting it up. It's just one man and a microphone and a computer and I'm just trying to make some business happen, all right? Well, yeah, that's what we got going on, though. Uh, just trying to stay cool this weekend. I normally try recording it upstairs, but I'm not doing that because upstairs is really hot right now. Uh, we have been able to shut off the air for about 24 hours, almost 24 hours right now, which if you're in the Midwest right now, you know that feeling. It is hot and it is dry, or at least in the area that I am in. Uh, the grass is very crunchy, unfortunately. Uh, and so with July coming around, a lot of people like to shoot off fireworks. Um, now would not be the right time to be shooting off fireworks or having bonfires because we haven't gotten any rain in about, I mean, we got like a little teardrop basically uh, a couple days ago. But now it, if it stays like this, we have no business shooting off fireworks, but you know some damn knuckleheads are going to shoot them off, and then we're going to have a shit ton of fires, because some knuckleheads going to be like, Duh, I don't listen to what the government tells me, and then they're going to shoot off fireworks, and their lawn's going to start having fire, and they're going to be like, Duh, we, we can let the government come in and help us out, because knucklehead, uh, knucklehead Kurt didn't know that, uh, or didn't think that, hmm, Maybe the experts are telling me that I shouldn't shoot off fireworks because uh, fire uh, is what, and dry conditions, uh, will definitely work for a fire. Yeah, but I'm sure, uh, we'll have to see. Hopefully we get some rain here pretty soon, but it's not looking good right now. But I'm just, one, I'm just hoping for, like, uh, it not to be 900 degrees because uh, it's just basically been uh, air-conditioned, air-conditioned, air-conditioned all week, and it has been hot and it has been brutal. Uh, so it was nice for a little bit to shut off that air, but man, it's getting close to where we might have to put it back on. It's just like, God, can we get like 75 and 75 and sunny would be good, or 75 and a nice rain shower would work wonders. But it's hot, it is dry, and you know, that makes me mad. Just It's like, you know, we had a dry spring and we're having a dry summer right now. It's like, this is not good. I would like to have a fire or something. Not like a fire fire. Uh, Not like a wildfire or anything like that. A nice controlled uh, campfire burner in a fire pit with a couple locks. But we can't have that right now because it's extremely fucking dry. So, please be cautious when you... Uh, if you have to do any, like, outdoor work or anything like that, and you're not just setting your whole yard ablaze because it gonna take off out there if you light it up, all right? So I record this podcast while the Chicago Cub game is starting to start. See, I never understood this. ESPN's got two, their two announcers 
calling the game from the studio, which I guess is fine. Uh, but they have their reporter at the game and all the cameramen. So it's like, I'm not going to tell anyone, like, how they should do, like, working from home. But it's like, yeah, wouldn't it make sense just to have two more uh, people um, at the game? But I don't know. I, I, I don't make million-dollar decisions, all right? I just come on here and I make a couple of cent decisions, all right? But it's nice because Cubs back at 100% capacity and Wrigley's rocking. And they've been playing good baseball. And it's been a lot of fun. So it's been peaceful this week. It's, it's just so nice. We're getting back to normal. But please, for the love of God, we're so close. I don't want to take 10 steps back. And I worry about that Delta variant or whatnot coming from... I forget where it's coming from. And honestly, it really doesn't matter if it's a pretty serious one you gotta go get the vaccine folks that's how we get things back uh but just i'm hoping i don't want to take 10 steps back because it's nice i missed all this i missed watching fans at the states uh but one of the things that i did not miss about the fans is them being knuckleheads so one of the things that has made me mad over the past couple weeks because i took a week off just because i didn't have really much time to record and i was just like you know i don't want to rush anything so i'll just kind of uh, take it as we go, and so now it's, uh, this week I come back on and I'm fully prepared and I have more stuff to talk about, and so I'm not like really forcing anything. So I, I'm watching, you know, all the fans returning. God, it's so nice to have packed stadiums. But as I watch, you know, the NBA playoffs, and I watch like you know MLB, and uh, seeing some pretty shitty fan behavior. I've been seeing. Uh, fans throwing shit, uh, trying to run on the courts or run on the fields, and it, it's upsetting. I've come on here and, uh, you know, we, we whole year basically of just not being in the stands, and we finally have the opportunity to, to come back, and what do the fans do? Yeah, let's uh, totally uh, fuck with uh, the opportunity we have. It's like, no, you guys should be very grateful that you're back instead of being like, yep, I'm a paying customer. I can do whatever I want. No, that's not how it works. And it's just like, I don't want to, like, all of a sudden where it's like, well, shit, we got to start getting rid of fans. That is a giant bag of popcorn that the Cubs have in their dugout. Ah, good for them. They deserve it. Popcorn is a good treat. But, uh, they... I've just been seeing some of these fans. It's like, you would think you'd be grateful to be back, man. I just want to go back to a stadium, have, like, a cold beer, cold Pepsi have a hot dog or some nachos and watch a game and chit chat with the fans i know how to go to a game and have a good time a lot of these idiots that go they get too fucked up uh with what they drink or they're just too obnoxious as is and they think they're fucking own shit and then they get in fights and that causes and that's not fun for the rest of us how am i supposed to enjoy a game if knuckle if i got two knuckleheads uh spilling uh, a fight down into my row. It's like, can we not get along, gentlemen? Hey, so I remember Wrigley had a fight one time in the bleachers, and one guy was yelling, like, there's no fighting in the bleachers. It's the bleachers. And it's like, yes, exactly. Can we not go to a game and be civil about it? It's not like a war. It's, okay, I like my team, and you like your team, all right? Let's just be cool about it. But instead, you have these guys that are like, oh, I'm going to take this way too seriously. It's like... For God's sakes, people, why are we, why are we being so dumb about things? And so, 
This was especially apparent when I was watching the United States match against Mexico, which was a damn good match to see. Shout out to Christian Pulisic, uh, Weston McKinney, Gio Reyna, uh, Zach Steffen, the backup goalkeeper, uh, and all them boys, uh, absolute studs. I say, what a game. I thought for sure they were going to lose to Mexico. Them boys, them young guns, those young lions, they stayed tough. And they went out and they fought and they kept scrapping and winning it, you know, going after loose balls and weren't afraid to fuck shit up. Weston McKinney, goddamn, I love watching him play. He is not afraid to fuck people up and I respect the hell out of it. But man, that ref was shit in that game. And, you know, again, I have talked openly about, like, you know, I don't want to rip on refs too much because, especially as someone that writes high school sports. High school refs are becoming harder to find. I've said it before. We'll say it again. And, you know, the games don't go on if there's no ref. So they are very crucial. And just because they make a slight error in judgment, if they don't, or if they make the call that you don't like, you I mean, you could disagree, boo, but you can't just be screaming at them all game. Because, I mean, especially, I think of, like, me. I'll give a lot of those guys credit. I take criticism. Uh, not very good sometimes. I take it to heart. Uh, but it is what it is, right? If I was a referee and I kept hearing uh, Joe Schmo uh, in the stands, I might, like, start calling the game uh, against his team just because he's ripping on me. I might throw, like, his team could break off a game-winning 75-yard touchdown run. Fans going crazy. I would just reach into my pocket, pull out the little yellow handkerchief, toss it down and be like, we got Holden, number 74 on the offense. That's a 10-yard penalty. Let's run that back. Everyone will be booing at me. They'd say 74 isn't even in the game. And it's just like, you know, I, hey, that maybe don't piss me off so much. And so, like, uh, I just think it, it wouldn't be a good time if I, if I was a ref. I might just be like, uh, oh, you didn't, oh, you don't like me calling the game, huh? Well, you want to know what you need, sir? And kind of treat it like Chris Jericho with the list, uh, where I'm going to instead write his name down. If you haven't seen Chris Jericho on the list, what are you doing? you got to live your life a little bit better. Have some happiness in your life. Chris Jericho with the list is one of the greatest wrestling uh, things I have ever watched. He pulls out, I pull out like a yellow card and be like, oh, sir, you think that my car, my calls aren't that great? Well, you know what happens when you think my calls aren't that great? And then I reach into my pocket. And I'd pull out the yellow card, and I'd be like, a yellow card to you, sir. That's how I'd be with, as I was a ref. Anyway, back to the United States-Mexico game, right? Pretty packed uh, stadium uh, out in Denver. Uh, pretty good game. But Mexico's uh, soccer federation has a serious problem with their fans. So soccer has a really bad like reputation right now with handling racism. Uh, and, you know, they're trying to be more inclusive. They're trying to combat racism. Uh, but one of the things that Mexico does um, is, or the Mexican fans will do, whether it's home or away, you can hear them at away games whenever uh, it's like a game in the U.S. that I watch or, like, you know, down in uh, Mexico, uh, goalie takes a free kick or a goal kick or not, and when he's going to charge up, uh, they, you know, they build up, they go, oh, and then when he goes to kick it, they yell a gay slur. And so, like, FIFA and, like, UEFA have come out, and they're like, you know, hey, that we, we don't support that. And so, like, now what they're doing is if, 
uh, the um, if the crowd does that, they'll make an announcement over the live speaker and like I think uh, like you know, hey, don't do that. And even like the Mexican play, so like that happened in the game. That wasn't the only thing that happened in that game uh, this week or in the game last week, but you know that happened away game. You know, well, I don't think it was the U.S. I'm sure the U.S. men's national team and women's has a lot of knuckleheads. I understand that. I'm not saying, like, oh, we're perfect. But, like, it's clearly been a problem for a long time. And it seems like they're just taking super small baby steps with it. When in reality, it's like, all right, we clearly need to move along with this, right? Because it's like, if you keep saying, like, oh, don't do it, and they keep doing it, and your punishment isn't, like, hard enough on them, they're going to keep doing it. And that's what keeps happening. And so the first step is they make an announcement over the loudspeaker, right? You know, hey, don't do that. The second step is uh, if it happens again, they get um, both teams go into the locker rooms for 10 minutes and then they'll come back out. And if it happens again, uh, the match is suspended until the next day and then they will play the game behind closed doors. But my thing is, if it's a United States home match, like, we have the home crowd, why are we the ones getting punished because Mexico can't control their fans, right? It happens every time. One, figure out who's doing it and just give them the boot there, too. Or two, how about, like, Mexico just can't host, like, fans at their games or, like, they can't host home games or, like, start docking them points or something like that. Because if you want the issue to stop, I'm sure you can find a way to get it to stop. Uh, as, uh, but, like, it keeps happening, and it's like, they're like, okay, like, we're gonna take a stand by, like, not having the teams come out, it's like, how does that, like, that hurts us, like, we shouldn't get punished because they're the ones being the knuckleheads, like, how is that our fault, like, don't let Mexico, like, host, like, home games, or, like, Mexico, uh, get stock points, I guarantee you that will, like, get a lot more people in line with, like, alright, we can't do this chant anymore. And another thing that was happening in the game, too, was we were getting, the United States men's team was getting shit thrown at them. And, like, those plastic cups, you'd be thinking, like, oh, a plastic can't hurt. Dude, if that shit's full, yeah, it's gonna hurt. Plastic drills a goal, a penalty kick in the 90, they're all celebrating, they run to the corner, it, people are online like, oh, they were just egging on the fans. They deserve it. No, one, they don't deserve it. Two, that's simply celebrating a soccer goal. Three, if you ever watched soccer before, you can clearly tell they run to the corner to celebrate a goal. Nine times out of ten, they will score, and their momentum will bring them to the corner flag. So they're celebrating, and what does... All these Mexican fans start to do, they start throwing shit on the field, and it hits one of our guys, Gio Reyna, right in the face. And he gets, like, a concussion or something, and, like, you can clearly tell it's full, and, like, this has been a pro. And, like, again, it happened later on, where this time a Mexican player got hit uh, by the same projectile. It's like, one, where the fuck is security at? Two, start getting these guys out of the stadiums ASAP. Like, how, like, we've just spent a whole year inside, we're getting out to the state, and people are acting like maniacs, man, it pisses me off. Come out here, and you go to a sporting event, I get Mexico-U.S. Uh, heated rivalry. I was super into that match, super fun game, right? But you got these idiots 
tossing shit on the field or running on the field or just doing all this shit. And, like, that takes away from the game. It frustrates me. But it worked out good, though. U.S. got the win. But I just hope that gets fixed in the future. Uh, But shout-out to that backup goalkeeper making that save on the penalty kick. What a game. But another thing I've been noticing, too, is people are acting like jackasses on uh, airlines as well now, too. Um, So my thing is, too, like, again, I get we haven't been flying for years, but, like, how did we forget, like, proper manners? Like, hmm, if you're a batshit crazy individual, maybe don't go on a plane. I don't know why we're trying to fight fight flight attendants for either a enforcing the rules or i don't get it at this point but any but like i saw a video where someone tried opening up uh the um uh door uh to uh not the cockpit but the other door uh and like they had to like make an emergency stop where like the fbi came and they took that guy off and they had to like call up like all the strong abled men uh to the front of the plane to help subdue this guy uh, and it's just like, what the fuck are we doing, people? That's like the second time that's happened this week. Or I also saw a video of some chick beating up a flight attendant. It's like, what are we doing, you guys? Which, by the way, if I had the opportunity um, where they said we need all strong, abled men to come up to the uh, front of the plane because we have a situation uh, and I don't want my flight to be diverted... Man, I might have to go up there and fuck some shit up. I've watched enough WWE. I'd go up there and I'd turn that unruly passenger around, give him a nice kick in the gut, and as he'd go bend down, I'd go and turn my back and I'd hit the old Stone Cold Stunner on his ass. And then while he's lying there unconscious, I'd be flipping him the bird because that's what he gets for trying to delay my flight and acting like a dumbass on the planes. I'm already scared enough of flying, alright? I am, like, I have grown into that fear. I don't know if it's, like, me just, like, watching, like, shit or just hearing about it. I know planes are super safe, and they, uh, a lot of them do a good job at getting to the destination, but, you know, I always worry, and I know it's, like, safer than a car, but I'm, like, kind of, like, starting to turn into a John Madden, where I would just rather, like, drive or, like, take the train. I, like, I know the plane is quicker but just like the fact of it's like coming out of the air uh is what worries me um but just these dumbasses coming on and like fucking shit up it's like that's very serious and could turn into a very serious situation and so like can we please stop acting like idiots either in a stadium or on a plane all right those are two areas where we should not be fucking shit up but man, I'd go, I'd go up there, they'd be like, we need all unruly, or we need all strong, able passengers to come up. And I'd be like, well, good thing I did biceps Monday the other day, because it looks like I'm going to have to sick these two pythons on this jabroni. And go up there, and I'd be like, uh, I heard there was a problem. Uh, well, allow me to fix this situation. And so I would uh, see the passenger trying to open up the uh, plane. I'd be like, uh, sir... Let's uh, step back for a second here, and then uh, I would introduce him to uh, a new problem that he would have to face. And I would uh, just start wailing him with some haymakers, and then i put him in the old sharpshooter 
and keep them subdued until the FBI came. And be like, that's what you get for trying to cause all this stress on all these people, man. It's a stressful job already as is being up in a plane up that high. And then you don't got to be messing with that shit, man. Well, another thing uh, that uh, come is going up high and coming down was last night I dropped a curtain on my head. And it was not fun. Uh, so I was trying to open up my window last night because, again, as I cannot stress this enough, it had been hot out. It has been very, very hot out. And so I had the opportunity to open up my window, opened up that bad boy. Sure as shit, though, I have a curtain. What does it do? I mess around with the window. It just, boom, drops right down on my head. Enough to give me a concussion? No. Enough to make me go, oh, what happened here? Basically, yeah. I'm like, alright, that clearly hurt. I don't know why a curtain's supposed to fall. It's clearly designed to stay in place on said windowsill. Uh, but for some reason, it did not stay in place and decided to make a quick land directly on my head. And it hurt last night, so that made me mad. But another thing, though, that made me mad is uh, a couple days ago, and I've been watching the game again today, I have my Giannis... Socks on for the Bucks, so I'm hoping that the Bucks can do well uh, in their series against the Nets. Which also, too, I re- I don't know if anyone else has realized this, uh, but I like how all New York teams or like New York-based teams have a rhyme: the Mets, the Jets, and the Nets. I think that's pretty badass. Uh, it would be really cool if like they uh, changed like a hockey t- or if they got like another like soccer team or something. They change it to, like, the bets or something like that. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to think of what else they could do. Uh, the sets, maybe. Like, oh, this is, like, our set that we're running. That could be something they could do there. Um, ooh, the pets. Or even the pests. Uh, you have a positive name and a negative name there. Um, what else could they do? Ooh, the New York Quest. How about that? It's an adventure. You don't know what kind of team that they're going to be. But it's an adventure, and you're going to like it. Boom. I'm coming up with these creative ideas for free. Just If you're a New York squad, take it if you want it. Anyway, uh, getting back to the Bucks, though. Bucks and six, by the way. I was watching the game, and boy, Kevin Durant makes me mad. Kevin Durant has made me mad for a very long time. Kevin Durant has made me mad since he left the Oklahoma City Thunder to go join a Golden State Warriors team that had won 73 games. Uh, that team clearly did not need Kevin Durant, but they're like, oh, we need Kevin Durant because we lost in the finals. And so Kevin Durant goes and joins a team uh, that he was one game away from beating to go to the finals. Uh, And instead, they couldn't close out the series, and he lost. And so then he decides to go join said team that beat his team. It's like, all right, that's like kind of joining like like the bullies that's beating up on on your homeboys, but like, that's not good. And I don't mean, like, home, like friends or anything like that. I'm not trying to, like, say, like, homeboys or anything like that. But just, you know, like, that's like a bully, like, beating up your friends and being like, hmm, I gotta either get my crew stronger or I can just go join the bullies. I'll just go join the bullies and be friends with them. Anyway, Durant goes and joins them. Uh, he wins a couple of championships with the uh, Warriors. I look at those as an asterisk because it's like you, I mean, good to grand, you were good, but they could have won it without you. 
Uh, and so then Durant, I really liked him when he was with the Thunder because he was a super humble guy, gives this great MVP speech um, about his mother and his upbringing, such a tough upbringing that he went through, uh, but was able to make it out, become a successful basketball player, and just make a bunch of money. And, you know, the more, uh, more Oklahoma gets hit with the, uh, some tornadoes and Durant makes a $1 million donation, super just sweet gesture, doesn't even, like, acknowledge it publicly it like got leaked like privately or something like that and then just all of a sudden he's just turned into an asshole basically like the dude makes that decision should have realized hmm i'm gonna get a shit ton of flack he didn't have to it wasn't like he got traded to the Warriors. he was like nah i'm gonna go make this decision he could have went anywhere else he decided to choose the warriors that was his bet he hit that was his bet he made that decision right but then instead of being like, you know what, that's my decision, he's out here on social media with, like, burner accounts, uh, trying to, like, defend his decision as, like, like, and not, like, putting his, like, name on it, but, like, forgetting to switch his account. So it's like, okay, so you're using burner accounts and you're a professional athlete, like, really, dude? And then uh, he's... Uh, just kind of, He's just turning like, an asshole. Asshole, basically. Like, the dude does this decision he's like all right fine i'm gonna be a complete villain then and it's like you know you i get like you can join the squad like hey i want to go play basketball with my friends fine like sure i hate the decision but like if that what makes you happy go for it but like he's just turning into a pompous asshole about it and so then he does that um and then he i'm trying to think of what else he did he he done some other shit oh he's like feuding with like people just acting really tough and i get like you know he's seven foot and could probably beat the shit out of me if he wanted to but he just tries to act like this big tough tough guy but like he it just like he i don't know how to describe it but another thing that pissed me off though is so uh durant again great basketball player cannot stress how good of a basketball player he is like as much as i hate him he's so fun to watch because he's literally a seven foot walking bucket and can make it from anywhere on the court bucks have pj tucker guarding him it's a scrappy game in game three uh tucker and durant are getting into it a little bit and like there's a break in the action durant and tucker are talking shit and they're kind of getting in each other's faces uh, a little skirmish breaks out some pushing and shouting your normal nba fighting uh nothing too bad uh, as I watch the Sunday night baseball game, okay, that was an interview. They're doing a, a split-screen interview. They're talking with some guy. But at first, it pissed me off because I was like, I swear to God, if they're doing a TikTok video um, along with uh, the game going on, I'm not going to like that. But anyway, back to my uh, beef with Kevin Durant. Uh, he... Him and Tucker getting into it. Like, the refs basically coming over and they're breaking up, right? But all of a sudden, his personal security guard, who's also, like, I believe on the Nuts payroll, uh, decides that he's going to run onto the field. That was a nice play by Nolan Arenado that he just made. But anyway, he runs onto the court, and he, like, makes contact with P.J. Tucker and completely escalates the situation. Now, there wasn't, like, any punches thrown or anything like that, and so what happened is the security guard uh, has been... Uh, booted from the rest of the uh series against the bucks 
Uh, and, but people online are like, oh, how did he get fired? He was only doing his job. No, that was not his job. His job is to, like, protect Kevin Durant off the basketball court. Like, if he's, like, getting into a fight with a player on the court that's just, like, a pushing and shoving match, he does not need to go run on the court and make matters worse. He did not need to do that. Everyone's like, oh, he got fired. No, he didn't even get fired to begin with. He just got, like, suspended from, like, the... Uh, the rest of the series, he'll probably, he's still going to be his bodyguard. He's still employed, but people are like, oh, he got fired for doing it. It's like, because, yeah, he didn't do his job well. He completely escalated the situation. And so, like, that was another thing, though, that I was like, really? You need a personal bodyguard, Kevin Durant, that's going to run in and break up your fights on the court because you try to act like a big tough guy, but then you got to hide behind your security guard? Really, champ? But he, and I'm just like, really? As much as I like watching basketball, and I like watching the NBA, uh, I wish it was kind of like that, uh, the 90s a little bit. I kind of miss that. Back in the 90s, you had guys sleeping with each other's wives. Uh, when you drove the lane, you expected a hard clothesline, and you said thank you afterwards. Oh, man, just, you know, it was this gritty, tough basketball. Now... Uh, a little more open, a uh, little less defense being played, but, like, your beefs are, like, what a guy said on Twitter about you or uh, what type of fashion statement they are making. Ooh, Patrick Wisdom, they just hit another homer. Come on, get out, ball. No, all right. It's like, all right, like uh, you, you make another, you make a fashion statement on, like, with what type of clothing you wear, and that gets taken the wrong way, or... You bake some cookies, and, like, what they say on, the on like, the frosting makes people mad. It's like, really? That's what we've come with nowadays with our beef? Like, come on, boys. Let's pick it up a little bit. Now we have personal security guards uh, out there, like, trying to break up a pushing and shoving match. Come on. I remember back early 2000s when the Pacers literally ran into the stands to, uh, to like, protect Ron Artest. And they did a fine job. They did uh, a job in a number on the Pistons fans. Like them boys held their own, basically. And just my whole thing on like Kevin Durant is just like you know he joins the Warriors and he wins those two titles right away. And it's like for two years, it's like well, basically the Warriors are going to win the title because again they have the best team. You had to go join the best squad that's not really competitive, and. He does that, and then he's like, just turns into an asshole, and it's like, this is why we hate you, and then he does shit like that, like this, where it's like, again, great basketball player, but then it's just like the burner accounts, and all this, and like the security guard, I'm like, you make me mad, Kevin Durant. Again, cannot stress how good of a basketball player he is, but he makes me mad sometimes. He makes me mad a lot, but just... It, it, again, great basketball player. Cannot stress it enough, but he pisses me off with how he acts. And it just makes me mad. I'm just like, you know, I get people have joined super teams before, but I'm like, you know, really? You gotta do that? But, yeah, but Bucks won, though, today, so. Uh, but also another thing, too, that pissed me off is 
he would always cry about every call, like, not going his way. It's like, dude, just get back and play defense at some point. My boy Pat Connington goes to the lane and gets absolutely crushed in his eye, is bleeding, goes and gets stitches, and comes back out because he is a goddamn warrior. Uh, but it's like Durant tries to draw a foul, and, like, on a three-point attempt by throwing his body into the hands of P.J. Tucker, and he's like, oh, why didn't I get the foul call? It's like, dude... Just all that you've done is just play on super teams ever since leaving Oklahoma City. And even his team in Oklahoma City was, like, still pretty solid. Like, granted, they lost with James Harden, or they got rid of James Harden, which was kind of a dumb move. But they still had Russell Westbrook. They still had Serge Ibaka. And I believe they had Steven Adams. I'm, I'm not entirely sure on that. But it was, like, still a pretty decent squad that they had. It wasn't like Durant was just carrying them. But he goes and leaves, and then he goes and joins the Warriors, and then he goes to the Nets, who already have, who had got Kyrie Irving. And like, he joins force with Kyrie Irving, and then he goes, and then they have to trade for James Harden, and they also get guys like Blake Griffin, uh, Jeff Green, and, you know, DeAndre Jordan, guys that may be a little bit past their prime, but still, like, veteran pieces all Durant does is just take the easy way out basically and it's like really dude but he just he just makes me mad but yeah that's gonna do it though for this week's edition of what makes me mad please for the love of god behave yourself if you are in a stadium or on a plane uh let's see here um what else did I talk about oh yeah if you're a curtain please stay uh upright and not hit me on the head um and then just uh yeah, uh, and Kevin Durant, please stop being, uh, please stop being a jerk, basically. Uh, but yeah, it's like again, I don't like want to like constantly rip on the guy because I know he do- has done good things before. But it's just like when you act like an asshole, I'm gonna put you on this podcast where six people are gonna hear it and probably go, yeah, it kind of sounds like he's an asshole. But again, that's just me though. Uh, but. It, it, it makes me mad, so I, I just I just was like, you all know what, I'm going to come on to this podcast and do some venting about it. But that, again, that's going to do it, though, for this week's edition of What Makes Me Mad. Hopefully it cools down a little bit because, again, it is just sweltering outside. Uh, and hopefully we just get some rain because it is very, very dry outside. And so, yeah, it's... I don't like looking outside and seeing, like, brown grass. And I know that doesn't do... That's not good for just livestock or anything like that. Not good to be in a drought. So hopefully, you know, I'll have to do my little rain dance. Hopefully hopefully we'll get some rain here pretty soon. But that'll do it, though, for this week's edition of What Makes Me Mad, episode 81. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you next time. Thank you.